episode 27 of Scourge Divas. I am Kirsty and I'm joined by Casey. Hi! We just like literally started recording in the middle of a conversation that we were having because we fell down a Wikipedia rabbit hole. We did. <laughs> Big style. We started looking at um, domain names and we've ended up, I've ended up on the Wikipedia page for a settlement called Edinburgh of the Seven Seas, which sounds really cute. It does. Um, it's like it a tiny awesome. little island part of some um, group of islands in the South Pacific Ocean and um, it's got like 266 people living in it and apparently it's the most remote permanent settlement on the planet. Right. Um, let's see what else is wicked. You're all 266 gonna... people. People live there as of January 2020. That's not many. No, but you like when you think about it, they must be the only place on the planet that doesn't have like COVID. Yeah, probably. Thirteen hundred and fifty miles away from any other human fucking hell human um <laughs> population. Uh, let's see. Settled, founded by a, a Scot from the Scottish borders after the UK annexed it. A military garrison was maintained on the islands as a guard against any French attempts to rescue Napoleon, who was imprisoned on St. Helena. <laughs> <laughs> it's named after Prince Alfred, Duke of Edinburgh, uh, in honour of his visit to the island in 1867. Okay. It's the, only, it's the only major settlement in this little archipelago of islands. It's got a small port, the administrator's residence, and a post office. It was damaged in a volcanic eruption in 1961, which forced the entire population to abandon the settlement and evacuate to Colshot, Hampshire, in the UK. Now, oh, oh, what? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to judge the population of Edinburgh of the Seven Seas in 1961, right? But the nearest human civilization was is is like 1,350 miles away. Why didn't they go there? Yeah. Instead, I mean, it's a British settlement, I guess, so that makes sense. But like a volcano, it damaged the, the whole island was damaged by this volcanic eruption, and the entire population left and went to the UK. Just went to Hampshire. The the eruption destroyed the settlement's crayfish factory. Oh shit. That's pretty bad. That is bad. After the return of most of the islanders in nineteen sixty three, the settlement was rebuilt. The harbour at Edinburgh was named Calshot Harbour after their temporary home during the eruption. That's wild. That is wild. It's got a wet oceanic climate, consistent to moderate consistent moderate to heavy rainfall and very limited sunshine due to the persistent westerly winds. Sounds just like Scotland to be fair. It it kinda does. Maybe that's why they named it after Edinburgh. Frost is unknown between below elevations of 500 metres and summer temperatures are similarly mild, never reaching 25 degrees. Sounds quite nice. Mm-hmm. There's one road, connects the town with the Patches, the primary agricultural area, and is used by the few private cars on the island. Paved paths provide walking access to buildings around town. <laughs> a bus service called Potato Patches Flyer. Right. Using a twenty using a four seat mini school bus from South Africa is available to pensioners in town to travel to places around the island. How how many how many pensioners do they have if there's only like two hundred and fifty people live there? Like, I don't know. They can't like, have many. I, so they they're talking about people that have lived here since I mean people have lived here since like the eighteen hundreds, right? Yeah. But surely like there's only two hundred and sixty six people on there. How long before people run out of people to like, is, is there much you, immigration i don't know surely at a point if you've only got like if you've got that few people like people obviously will i presume will die i say yeah. i presume I, I would hope so <laughs> i presume that that happens but like up to a point do you not just start running out of people to like reproduce with without without dipping into the family ink pot as it were you you get you get that whole iceland problem although it's a bit more prevalent in iceland i guess 
I, what's, the, what's that? Oh, right. So, Iceland has quite a small population. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, they have the, the same problem with running into the who can you reproduce with issue. Yeah. Um, but this is compounded by the way family names work in Iceland. So, you take your family name from your dad, but you don't take his family name, you take his first name and append son or daughter to it. Oh, okay. So, if if you were, if your dad was called Helmut, you'd be Kirsty Helmut's daughter. Okay. Right? So, that means it's really difficult to keep track of who your cousins are. Oh, yeah. To the point where there's actually an app now for people in Iceland who are dating that will tell you if the person you are dating is related to you <laughs> because because you can't keep track of it because no one has the same names. Wow. That is... I mean, I presume that because this is a British ter- territory that it must work the same way as the UK system. I would assume so. But Otherwise, that's dangerous. I would assume so, but still, like, I don't have the same surname as my cousins. No, that's true. Neither do I, most of them. I don't have the same surname as any of you, you don't have You don't have the same surname as your sister. No, I don't. <laughs> and my sister, yeah, that's that's true. But, yeah, I mean, surely there, there must be a point at which you're running out. Yeah. I wonder what happens then. I don't know. I'm really confused. I'm going to do further research later. Um, apparently, the all motor vehicles in Ireland have Tristan de Cunha plates consisting of letters TDC and two or three numbers. I mean, I don't know why you bother putting plates in your car if there's like if, if there's so few of them. It's it's the red Skoda. What? What, what, was yes, the, what, was the, what was the number plate of the car that ran you down? Oh, it was the red Skoda. You know, the, you know one. the one. The one red Skoda. I think maybe they must, because it's like an administrator's office. They must have to give him something to do. Sure. It's like, here, you can you can plate my car for me. The town is a small harbour with berths accessible by small vessels only. Uh, there's a, an etch. Bloody, 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 an artist made an etch of it. The island's local affairs are managed by the island council, a 14-member administration that meets six times a year and is elected every three years. 14 is quite a high percentage of 266. Yeah, that's like... To run the island. The town is home to the island's emergency services, which has got one ambulance, a Toyota Hilux. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's like a pickup truck. Um, A fire engine. <laughs> Guess what the fire engine is? What? <laughs> it's a Land Rover Defender with a small ladder. Amazing. <laughs> and uh, police cars are Land Rover as well. I love it. A small ladder. No, I don't even know if they've got hoses. It's just a small ladder. Yeah. Do you think they just like just people don't set shit on fire there? Bucket chains. <laughs> Bucket chains. I mean, it's a tiny island. They're probably not far away from the sea. Whenever. Yeah. Like whenever you go, the whole island must just turn out and chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the buildings in the town are single story, with the largest being the factory and the tallest being St Joseph's Church. I think everybody just works in the factory. Probably. Jake, it's just like everybody works there. I like I like the fact that they don't have to clarify what sort of factory it is. It's just the factory. There's two churches, an Anglican and a Catholic church. There's a school. I wonder what the intake is of the school. It must be like sex. Find out. Oh, I want to know. It doesn't say how many people there are. That's sad. Wait, it, there's a website. I'm going to go on it. The school has a website? Amazing. Oh, wow. The website looks like... I don't want to dunk on the, the people of... Um, Edinburgh of the Seven Seas, but the website genuinely looks like it was made in about 1998. Oh, is it a GeoCities job? I'm gonna send this to you. I'm gonna send this to you later so we can have a look at it. Like it's got, it's got, it's it's so good. It's got a little bit of history. 
Um, I wonder how many people are in it. Oh wait, here's the people and staff, and there's at least I would say fifteen. Okay. Um, what else is there? There's a hospital, um, a harbour, Prince Philip Hall, and the Albatross Bar. There's a, a thatched house museum. Okay. <laughs> Why are you building a museum when you're like right in the middle of the ocean? Did you did they just build it for themselves? An agriculture department, warehouse, an island store, um. The post office, the tour, the tourism, well, they must have people, the tourism centre. I guess, like, if it's this, like, tiny little village, it must get a lot of people want to visit. I don't know how you get there. You would have to go in a tiny boat. Um, the crayfish canning factory, um, a, a volcanic park site, and the patches. In the area are camping huts. So people must go camping. I guess so, yeah. I think it sounds good. Sounds quite nice. Although, like, you know the, um, you know the, the League of Gentlemen sketch with the locals? Yes. With a local shop? Mm-hmm. That must be going on holiday to an island like that, where it's like right in the middle of nowhere with two hundred and sixty-six people in it. You'd feel so self-conscious. It is kind of a you'd local like, shop for local like, people, right? Yeah, literally. Like you'd be like, "Hello." Uh, so that was exciting. That was an exciting <laughs> run through the most far furthest away um, permanent settlement on earth. Yeah. That was fun. How are you, Casey? I'm good. How are you? I'm also good. I got really confused there by the the fact that the time zone is GMT zero. But then actually when you look up, it is basically right in line with London. For some reason I had it as being like miles away and I was like, that's not how fucking time zones work. You can't just put the British time zone on an island because it's British and you want it all to be British. You can't just whack a time zone on it even though it's like right in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. But it's 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 not. It's actually in the Atlantic Ocean. I, I've been saying Pacific. It's the South Atlantic Ocean. Okay. I do apologise to the people of Edinburgh of the Seven Seas for completely <laughs> relocating them to west of Chile. <laughs> so, Magic the Gathering. So, <laughs> about that Magic the Gathering. There was a big update recently. There was. Which you may or may not have seen. I mean, you've probably seen it. And we're gonna, we're gonna, we're not gonna talk about the Zendikar spoilers because we're gonna. There's far too much other shit to talk about. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll do the spoilers when they're all released. I basically, like, to be honest, I haven't looked at the spoilers because I've been, I've been looking at all the other stuff. So. The spoilers but, but, look pretty sweet. Set, set looks fun. Oh, tell a lie. We're gonna talk about one spoiler because, but it's not, it, it's not technically a Zendikar. It's a Zendikar Rising spoiler, but it's not technically, but it kind of is. Um, is this expeditions? It's expeditions. No, I'm really, I'm really, um, I was almost going to suggest this as a, a Tibbles Rager for this week, Casey, because I'm really sad that the expeditions are now box toppers or available in collector boosters. Because I really liked opening a booster and, you know, getting an expedition and being like, fuck yes, it's an expedition, it's fun. Even though the only one I ever opened in a booster was like the worst land last time. Yes, but, yeah, I kind of have mixed feelings about this. Um... Like, yeah, the, the feeling of opening an expedition in a booster is is sweet, but I kind of feel like we've got Mythic Foil showcases in that place. Like, you, you get that feeling of opening an expedition when you open, like, a foil borderless planeswalker. I guess, but that just doesn't seem as exciting to me for some reason. I actually really like them as box toppers. Okay. Because... My my one complaint with expeditions and with masterpieces is that it's like Marshall Sutcliffe talks about this all the time when they're talking about cube on limited resources. It's it's the mox problem. Mm-hmm. If you open a mox in vintage cube, 
you don't look at the rest of the pack. Or if you open an ancestral recall, you you don't look at the rest of the pack. There's there's no point. You're you're taking the mocks. Yeah, I guess. If if you open a an expedition in a pack of Battle for Zendikar or both of the Gatewatch, you're taking the expedition. It doesn't matter. The only time I I I opened precisely one expedition, and it was in pack three of a draft, and it didn't go in my deck. It was the worst expedition, and I still took it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the, the foil goif thing, isn't it? Yeah. I guess that makes sense. See, I, I'm talking so, precisely from a, a, a thing of getting like prize boosters. I, I don't like, I don't like drafting because I'm really bad at it. Sure. Which kind of is a bit of a vicious cycle, I guess, because I don't, I, I would actively choose not to draft, which means I never get better at it, and then I never, you know, I, I choose not to draft. Mm-hmm. But, like, I guess from that perspective, then yeah, that's that's better. Um, but it just like putting them as box toppers. It just makes them kind of feel like feels like there'll be less of them potentially. Someone ran the numbers, um, and uh, I don't I don't know the exact numbers, but someone has run the numbers, and apparently there will be more polluted deltas printed in twenty twenty than there will force of wells. I feel like this has relevance somewhere. Is Force of Will been painted, printed, painted, printed somewhere else? Yes, For, Force of Will was a mythic in Double Masters. Oh, of course it was. Okay, I mean, I can't, I don't know, I just, I guess that's better. Just, it's one of those things where I, I don't like it and I can't really articulate why. But I think it's maybe sure. because I'm coming at it from the perspective of somebody that would, you know, get them in, in prize boosters or um, buy, like we, we normally buy a box in my house when a new set comes out and set and open it. And, mm-hmm. So we'll get one. Um, and I'm like, yeah. fingers crossed for Cavernous Souls, fingers crossed to Cavernous Souls, but... I, like... But that's the thing, in the past when you bought a box, you weren't guaranteed an expedition or a masterpiece. No, that's true. It was like true. one in four or one in five or something. Yeah, that's true. You're, you're definitely getting one now. Yeah, I guess that's true. When you when you, when you say it like that, then you, yeah, I can I can see the appeal. Um, but then, there was this whole other thing that people were getting super mad about because Wizards have been saying for probably since about last year or early this year that Fetchlands were going to get reprinted. I think they said in a meaningful way, I believe was the exact wording. I am not sure about that exact wording. Okay. Um, what I can tell you about the exact wording is that Pleasant Kenobi released a video talking about this. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, sh- I'm Dice- shocked. I'm shocked. Di- oh, yeah, Vince I'm, I'm re- shocked as well. Vince has released a video talking about Fetchlands. Vince has released a video about Fetchlands, yeah. Um, but he... He dissected Wizard's original language, and I've not watched the video yet. I'm sorry, Vince. Um, but I have seen him on Facebook, defend, sorry, on, on Twitter, defending fa- uh, Wizard's, saying they didn't say it would be reprinted in a meaningful way. Oh, that's interesting. They said it would be reprinted. Maybe, so that's, maybe that's just, all I'm going on. Maybe I've just absorbed that and assumed that that was the actual words. Yeah. Okay, so they they said that it would be reprinted this year. Um and I think a lot mm-hmm. of people a lot of people kind of speculated that they would be in like the v, like the VIP boosters for Zendikar or whatever like you know oh, the, the ones collector that... boosters, yeah. No, I'm, I mean the ones that cost like stupid money. They don't if exist it's... for Zendikar. Oh, okay. They were just a double masters thing. There's still collector boosters for Zendikar. Are they stupid but money? But the VIP uh, they're like twice the price of a normal booster or something, or three times. There was basically the same a, price as collector boosters. It was normal like a, a really boosters. cynical um, sort of view that people thought it was going to be reprinted in something like that, something that was like super expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people don't still 
aren't hugely happy with the fact that they're they're box toppers and you can't they're not just printed in in the set or even available in boosters somehow. I thought they would get them in like the um the 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 set boosters at least even at the draft boosters, which I guess would kind of because the, is the issue with fetch lands not that they um they make games take longer. Yes. So I kind of when I first heard about this thought that they were available in the set boosters and maybe they were just weren't legal and standard which doesn't really make sense I guess for the set boosters but mm-hmm. that was kind of originally what I thought and I was like oh that's kind of cool and then I realised that they're box stoppers or they're collector boosters which again that think... doesn't really make sense if they're not legal and standard I'm just like my words are coming out of my mouth and I have no real control over them so yeah there was a lot of speculation about them only being in collector boosters this is this is better than that mm-hmm. you, you can only get them in foil in collector boosters Right. fine okay. whatever the majority of people don't want foils anyway. The, or the majority of people are going to be playing them in tournaments don't want foils anyway. Yeah, I guess, because they're bending. So, so, so fine. Like, if they were going to print them in a set like Zendikar, you, you can't print them at rare mm-hmm. because you, you don't want them in standard, so you don't want something with the rarity of a rare showing up in your boosters when it's not legal. Sure. So they would have to be at least mythic or rarer. And they're now less rare than that if you're buying a box. Now, yes, you're never going to get them by opening up a single booster. And that's a shame for the, the people out there who whose purchasing is going out and buying, like, three boosters. That's a shame. Um, I I will hold my hand up and agree with that. It's... It's sad for that market segment. Uh-huh. But to be honest, that market segment isn't the market segment that needs the Fetchland reprints the most. Sure. It's the people that want to get into modern or legacy. And those people are either buying on the secondary market, where the fact that there's a box topper in every box and there's a one in three chance of them being a Fetchland, they're gonna be they're gonna be plentiful. They're not going to be as cheap as they would be if they were in the set, sure, but they're, they're still going to be plentiful, so they're not going to be super expensive on the secondary market. And if they're not buying in the secondary market, those people are buying boxes to draft with their mates, so they're buying boxes anyway. Sure. That's I mean, that's the way I see it. I mean, like, I think they said as well, um, and we'll, we'll get on to, like, what, what the, the sets for next year, because that, that was kind of part of the release as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one set that I forget the name of that they basically said they're going to reprint the... Is it Modern Horizons 2, it's, actually? It's Modern Horizons 2. They're going to reprint the enemy fetches. The enemy fetches will be in Modern Horizons 2, and they will be at rare. Which, I guess, is kind of good because we had the the ally fetches were reprinted in the last Zendikar set right yeah and the enemy ones weren't so the enemy ones are kind of more expensive to point i guess because they're they've been reprinted fewer times oh no the 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 ally ones weren't reprinted in Zendikar but they were printed in cans of Tarkir. yes of course they were yeah they were they were legal at the same time they yeah they were reprinted in cans sure um but the, the, the enemy ones have only been printed the once, whereas the allies have the t- two. Mm-hmm. So printing the enemy fetches in Modern Horizons 2 is good as well. Yeah. It'll drive the prices of those down. Because a scalding tarn's like stupid money, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the, the enemy fetches on balance are more expensive anyway. Yeah. Because you've got 
you've got Scalding Tarn, you've got Verdant Catacombs, you've got Misty Rainforest. Those are the three big hitters. Like yeah. the the allied ones, you've got Flooded Strand and Polluted Delta, but the blue decks are more likely to want Tarn and Misty. So yeah. um the, the, the enemy fetches are the ones that are more sought after really. Yeah. And and reprinting them at rare, something like a Modern Horizons set is exactly the place to do it. And if that's the only cards that are already legal and modern that are being reprinted in the set, mm-hmm. no one's gonna complain. No one's gonna give a shit about that. Yeah. I just saw a really funny joke just to interrupt. It's got nothing to do with magic, but it made me giggle. <laughs> um s- someone on Twitter has posted good to you know what you know Timpsons, right? Yes. I will. I'll provide context afterwards because it's not funny if I do it first. Someone on Twitter said, "Good to see Timpsons trending. Key workers deserve our support." <laughs> My God. <laughs> Timpsons um, are a like key cutting place. One of those people that well, they just don't actually. That's a lie. They just shoes. They, they just shoe repairs. Yeah, and key but cutting, I will yeah. never go in and get keys cut. So I'm like, yeah, they're the ones that do the keys. But like, they do they do like key cutting and shoes and various other things and funnily stuff. enough i've been into a timpsons twice in the last decade and both times it was to have shoes repaired interesting where do you get your keys cut i don't i tend to rent so oh, if fair. i'm getting keys cut the landlord has to do it because they've got that special restriction on them key cutting's really fucking cool when you look at it like i used to do it when i worked in b&q really it's sweet. yeah yeah, yeah. So i always wanted to go with a machine but it just looks so like intricate. I mean, it's probably really easy to do, but it just looks really like intricate the way they do it. It's once you get the keys in and aligned, it's pretty simple. It's just uh-huh. like you're you're following a guide and uh-huh. like you there's there's a, a sort of guide bar that you use against the existing key, so you can't fuck it up really. As long as you know how to do it, like what order you need to cut the bits out, it's really difficult to fuck it up. Holy shit! I just looked at the. Uh, have you seen the employee benefits you get for Tim, if you work for Timpsons? I've not. Wait for fucking this. So like you get um you get sort of the the, the bog standard one like there's um you know you get pension pension stuff like that um your views matter they ask for stuff about your views about the business you get free flu jabs um you can get they have like an introducing a friend thing where you get up to two hundred quid for introducing someone to work there. Right, and then it gets and then it gets fucking intense. Wait for this. So you get a cash reward for good ideas. Right. If you present a good idea, you get a generous colleague discount of up to ninety percent. Right. Uh, if you if you get married, you get a card available for your wedding day, complete with chauffeur. Right. <laughs> um, if you have a baby, you get a twenty five pound gift voucher and a twenty five pound award towards new maternity wear for if you're pregnant. Right which is great um illness home visits when you are sick you get a birthday card and a day off for your birthday nice you can use the company holiday homes for free okay are they in good Uh, places i don't know i presume so i mean it's not it's gonna be like i don't know slough (laughs) (laughs) apologies if anyone lives in slough but it's just one of those places it doesn't sound nice my friend steve used to live in slough he lives in glasgow now <laughs> is it an upgrade? Yeah. Um, one one extra week's holiday, paid holiday plus hundred pound towards the cost of your wedding if you get married. Nice. Um, I'm like reading. I can't even see half of them. Uh, 
Long service recognised after one year, 25 years special service award and lunch at the chairman's home with your partner. <laughs> right. That's so cool. So if you work there for 25 years, you get to go to the chairman's home and have lunch with your partner. This sounds great. I want to work for Timpsons. Anyway, let's, anyway. Go, back to, let's go back to Magic. Magic the Gathering. <laughs> Shop at Timpsons, they sound great. So Magic the Gathering, so that's that that was the big one of the that was one of the earliest drama things that people and they announced the Fetchlands and some people liked it for like the reason that Casey said, I guess, and some people were super pissed off because every time something's announced there's people that are super pissed off. Mm-hmm. Um, that they weren't they weren't printed in regular boosters. Uh so they announced that and then they kind of went onto the sort of roadmap of, of what's gonna happen in the next sort of twelve to eighteen months. Yeah. In terms of sets. So let me scroll down. And there it is. So they, they went through so what's gonna happen? So we've got and I don't I don't know when these are coming out, so and I feel like this is the sort of thing that Casey will know. So I'm gonna just read them out and, and you can jump in and, and tell me when they're gonna come out. So we've got Cal time. Quarter one of twenty twenty one. When the fuck is that? So January, February, March. Right, okay. You <laughs> just said that like I was stupid, but for some reason I was thinking like financial year. I don't know why. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know why magic set, magic would work in the financial year. But okay, that, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so, we've got so Vikings, Vikings, fucking sweet. Vikings, yes. I'm very excited for this. I wonder if they'll bring back like snow mana. I would be shocked if there weren't snow stuff in Cal Time. Like be cool. absolutely. Like look at the look at the expansion logo. It's it's blue and white with like sparkly frosty bits. It must have snow stuff. It must. It must. It can't not. I feel like we've talked about a Viking set on a previous episode of Scourge Divas, and now I'm really racking my brains to try and think about it. We we have because Cal Time is a plane that already exists. It's been mentioned in the past. Right. It features on plane chase cards. Um, I want to say there's a planeswalker from there. Angrath. Angrath is from Cal Time. Oh, okay. Point, so come back. the the things we know about Cal Time are it's got Vikings on it and it's got Minotaurs on it. Nice. So we're gonna get minotaur vikings and that is sweet as fuck it must be really handy because they would already have the horns like they wouldn't need to put helmets on exactly and they're already covered in fur so they don't need to worry about the cold yeah so basically that's like the pinnacle for a viking and we're we're gonna get like norse god analogs we have to oh that would be cool kind of like frosty theros yeah now obviously you, you have to do them in a different way from Theros because we, we saw with um Amonket that Amonket's gods work differently to Theros um gods. to Theros gods and Ravnica gods work different to Amonket and Theros gods. We've only seen one Ravnican god, but weirdly they work the same way as if you kill an Amonket god and resurrect it as a zombie, just coincidentally. Who's the Ra- um, who's the Ravnica Ra- Ra- god? Elharg the Razebore. Oh, yeah. It's I a boar god. That, I forgot that Elharg the Razebore was a god. Piggy god. The biggest piggus, yeah. Biggest piggus. <laughs> um, so I assume they'll work in a different way to both the, to, to those three planes worth of gods. But we have to get them. We have to get, like, your, your Thor and your Odin. Oh, God, I can't wait. Um, it's going to be so good. And we're still going to have Theros gods in standard at that point as well. So you can have, like... 
mix and match. Your Greek gods and your Norse gods facing off against each other. It's going to be sweet. Do you know what would be funny as fuck? And it really wouldn't be, and it's not going to happen. But do you know what would be hilarious is if um, Mark Rosewater just went psych, and because they're going to have like Thor and stuff, just like brought back Storm as a mechanic. <laughs> Just, <laughs> just went full fuck it and brought Storm back. Oh, that'd be so funny. You'd have to make the cards awful. They would have to, yeah, they'd have to be so shit. I really like... Wait, wait, didn't they put Storm on an enchantment in Mystery Booster in the convention edition? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. There's definitely... Like on the, on, the, on, the, on the test card thing. Yeah, there's definitely an aura with Storm on one of them. Maybe. Creates token copies of the aura. Gross. And like we've we've seen we've seen in like the last couple of sets um, that those some of those test cards were seeds. See if they bring Storm back in this next set. <laughs> I'm gonna we're gonna take full credit for predicting this. You know. Oh yeah, that, totally. That would be funny. Um. So yeah, Viking Viking land. I really want Minotaurs to be a thing again. I'm hoping I can play Minotaur tribal. It was so much fun in Theros. Um, yeah. And then after Kaldheim, we've got <laughs> Time Spiral Remastered. Yes, so that's that's sort of uh, the end of quarter one, the start of quarter two. Isn't Time Spiral absolutely batshit? Time Spiral, especially the full Time Spiral block, and this is going to be the full block in one set, is batshit crazy. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's bonkers. Time Spiral was the set that brought me back to magic. Oh my god, wait, are you, because... are you super excited? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm about as excited for this as I was for Time Spiral. <laughs> did you make a little scream? I genuinely did. Like <laughs> my, my flatmate will confirm for you the noises I was making watching this fucking announcement video That's yesterday. So funny. Like it's really sad that um they kind of said that magic fests were unlikely to return and it, like even any sort of event is kind of looking unlikely to return in sort mm-hmm. of Q1 because I really want to like play this with you. Same, same. <laughs> that would be so good. I'm so hyped for it. We should totally, like, um, we should totally get a box of it and um, open it for like a YouTube video or something. Oh, you can totally, just, like, yeah. Relive, relive your. Definitely. That would be good. So, t- so there's the... some famous cards from Time Spirals for people that like myself that weren't playing back then. Tarmogoyf. Uh huh. Academy Ruins. Okay. Um, what other shit from Time Spiral? Oh, uh, Empty the Warrens. Grape Shot. Grape shot, nice. Muldrift, no, oh, not Muldrift. Got... What's the what's the card I'm thinking of? Um... Man of not Man of War. Um, what about uh, Path of Exile? Was that not Time Spiral? No. Oh, okay. But I saw somebody talking about it. I but was... but so so they're completely remastering the Time Spiral experience. Uh huh. So what what they're doing for for this is um if anyone's played Tempest remastered on Magic Online. Or Amonkhet remastered on Arena. Yeah. Um, what they've done is they've taken a whole block worth of sets and condensed it down into one large set for drafting. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that they had in Time Spiral and the the Time Spiral set rather than the block was the time shifted sheet. Uh-huh. And what the time shifted sheet was was it was a uh, it was like the fifteenth slot in the booster, so yep. where you would normally get a basic land these days. Um, you got a card from the time shifted sheet, and it was 121 different cards, all of which were c- cards from when the old border existed. 
Right. And they were all reprinted in their original old border format. Uh-huh. So what they're doing in um Time Spy Remastered. That was that was my watch getting excited. She's <laughs> Siri's really fucking excited about this. <laughs> I mean, Time Spiral Remastered, that's good. Yeah. What, did she just go did, done... she, did she just go, oh fuck yes. Oh it's pretty much, yeah. <laughs> what they're doing for Time Spiral Remastered, it looks like, is a brand new time shifted sheet. So uh-huh. the time shifted cards that we've seen so far for Time Spiral Remastered aren't the same as the time shifted cards from original Time Spiral. What they are is cards from the modern border. So we're talking things like Path to Exile, Relentless Rats, Chalice of the Void, but they're printing them in the old border. So you're going to get a proper brown border Chalice of the Void. Nice. With the original Chalice of the Void art, but with a fucking brown... Oh, it looks so good. Also, it looks so good. Chal- I love the old border. Also, reprinting things like Chalice, good idea. Oh, totally, totally. Good idea. So anyway, that's... Path to Exile with the old border. Oh, uh, I'm so hyped, Kirsty. I'm I've so hyped. I've, I've, I've literally never heard you so excited <laughs> in all my life. I'm so excited. I'm so excited I'm about so ex- next year. I'm so excited for you. Okay, so we will talk more about Time Spiral when it. Um, I'm about to say we'll talk more about Time Spiral nearer to the time. I'm just going to turn my microphone on and go away and have my dinner and let Casey talk about it. <laughs> and so after Time Spiral, this is Q2, I believe. We've got Strixhaven School of Mages. Yes. Now, if anybody tries to say this is going to be like Magic Harry Potter, I'm going to remind you that J.K. Rowling is a massive turf. So don't do She's that. She's a massive shite bag. She's a massive shite bag. Uh, don't do that. Pretend that that doesn't exist, and we will, we will, we will rebirth the the, the genre. So I mean, li- I've I've seen a lot of people saying, "Oh, it's magic does Harry Potter, right?" But here's the thing: magical universities predate Harry Potter by so fucking long. Exactly. Also, um, also, like people are saying that I I until. Until J.K. Rowling took the ma- the fully took the mask off, right? I was a massive Harry Potter nerd. I loved Harry Potter. Yeah. I lived for Harry Potter. The idea of magic crossing, like had magic doing Harry Potter, sounds so fucking shite to me that I'm yeah. I would be like even as even as like a massive Potterhead, I would be like, do not, <laughs> just don't do it. I hate things like that. What what you want is something more like magic does Earthsea. That's um. Ursula Le Guin. That's her. Yeah, or yeah. like I'm sure there's like Raymond Feist books that I've got. Oh, Raymond Feist. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's there's so many, there's yeah. so many sort of magical university stories, and it's specifically a magical university they have mentioned. It's not a like a, a high school like Hogwarts is. Yeah. So. Is it not a bunch of universities? Uh, it's five colleges within a university. Right, kind of like. So Oxbridge. you're you're looking at Oxford, Oxford and Cambridge. Yeah, that's sure. it. Sure. I I get you. So I'm like. The, for the first thing that jumped out at me was like baleful strix is a strix a bird a, a strix is a type of owl okay so it's kind of like named after like i guess that makes sense actually the set symbol is like a bird the set symbol is probably yeah. my favorite set symbol i've ever seen it's really nice it's, it's a really bird sweet. yeah it's a bird so yeah that sounds that sounds kind of fun i guess there's going to be a lot of um fucking blue shit well They've they've mentioned that there are five feuding colleges within this university. I wonder so, if there were like combos, I guess. 
Maybe. That's going to be difficult because I guess, like, because they've got, like, I wonder if there'll be, like, four colour. Because they've already got names for the three colours, right? And the two colours. I mean, the, the other alternative is that they're just monocolour. Oh, yeah, I guess there is five colours. That was a fucking stupid thing to say. Let's just pretend <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> I know how this works. I've got magic cards sitting, like, back up on my desk. Yeah. Anyway, so that sounds if, cool. If Kazmina is not from this plane, I will something ridiculous okay if you have a suggestion of what case you could eat if this doesn't turn out to be the case please tweet at us at skirt <clears throat> um oh and if uh, another thing about strixhaven if judge academy doesn't get some sort of sweet tie-in whether it's an amazing preview or a sweet promo card or something then someone done fucked up someone done fucked up yeah so the next one that, that comes out i don't really understand this i don't know what it is and um, it's dungeons and dragons adventures in the forgotten realms is this oh. like a tie-in Oh, 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 Kirsty! The noise <laughs> I made when they announced this wasn't quite as as comparable as the noise when they announced Time Spiral Remastered. But I'm surprised. Oh, are you just shit. sitting there like floating on a wee cloud? Pretty much, yeah. So uh, explain so, this to me, because I'm quite I I quite don't understand what this is. So this is this is in place of your core set next year. Yes, because they're no, not doing a core there's set. There's no Magic 2022. Sure. Um, instead, you're getting Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, uh-huh. and it's a set set within the Dungeons and Dragons plane of the Forgotten Realms. Now, I was talking about this with our friend Craig last night. Hi, Craig. It's it's hi, Craig. Um, it's very early days. Like they've literally just announced it, and we don't know anything more. So we don't know how this is going to work sort of canonically right um we don't know whether this means that the magic multiverse and the dungeons and dragons multiverse are now one or if there is a version of the D multiverse that exists within the magic multiverse but it's not the same one as exists for D&T, the tabletop game. We, we, we don't know. What would you prefer? But I would prefer that there is a version of the D&D multiverse that exists within the Magic multiverse. Sure. Because I feel like you can do more with that. The, the, thing, the thing you don't want is Forgotten Realms and Dragonlance and Ravenloft and all the other like D&D settings... They've got decades worth of lore and people are huge fans of it. Um, there's, there's so much, so much fiction about them. They've got all these amazing characters. You don't want Jason, Liliana and Emrakul and the Phyrexians coming in and treading all over that. Yeah. You you don't want you don't want to have to deal with that in the canon of the role playing game. But at the same time, it seems a waste not to be able to have Jace show up on your Forgotten Realms cards in the card game. Yeah. So D and D has um it has a source book for Ravnica and it has a source book for Theros. So there are already versions of those planes that somehow exist in the D&D cosmology that aren't the same as the ones in 
the magic cosmology. So I think you just do the same thing the other way. So there's there's a Forgotten Realms in the magic multiverse. There's a, um, a, a Ravenloft in the magic multiverse. There's whatever other D&D settings you want to have in the magic multiverse. But it's just another version of it. And it doesn't interact with D&D tabletop role-playing. Sure. That makes sense. I, I think I think that is the the best of both worlds. Cool. Because it's it's gonna it's gonna introduce a lot of magic players to D and D, and you're gonna get all these amazing characters like um, Raistlin and Elminster and Drizdorden, and there's there's so many characters you can you can have on these cards that magic players are going to be introduced to for the first time, and if they do tie in fiction on the website it's going to introduce a lot of people to Dungeons and & Dragons. And at the same time, you'll probably get D&D people coming over um, to, to play Magic, and they'll be introduced to, to that. And they'll, the, the cross-pollination of players could be amazing. Um, I just... I, I don't want them to fuck up either setting for the people who love those settings. Yeah. So I think seeing, like... This is the Forgotten Realms as it exists in the Magic Multiverse, and it is not the same as the Forgotten Realms as exists in the D and D cosmology. Is the best way to do that. Yeah, like like they've kind of. I think this is a Zendikar spoiler that I saw, and um, it's it's like a mechanical party. Like they've yeah. kind of already started to sort of incorporate sort of like little crossovery kind of elements because there's a yeah, there's a thing where don't... it's like parties like you need to if you have a I can't remember the wording. It's like if you've got a warrior. A, cleric or something else in your in your deck or something it's like it counts as they are, so, they're part of a so party your, your, your party is creatures that you've got in play right. and your party is made up of up to one each of a warrior, a wizard, a cleric and a rogue Right. and it has to be four different creatures you can't have like one changeling in play and say I've got a complete party sure. but if you've got four changelings in play you've got a complete party that would be so funny, it's like I, here's my party it's me here, Here's, here's my party, it's Mist Form Ultimus. No, it, it has, has to be four different creatures. Um, sure. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's cool. And if we don't see a return of party in Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, I think that's a missed opportunity. So I wonder if they're just, like, trying it out in Zendikar. Maybe, Just to yeah, see. I don't, know how, well I don't know how well thing, how far things are planned in advance. So that's another thing that might make Casey do a noise. Um, yeah. And then after that, we've got Modern Horizons 2. They're reprinting Enemy Fetches. It's going to be the same as Modern Horizons 1, mm-hmm. presumably. Hopefully with less Hogak shit and more. Yeah, ho- hopefully there's fewer bannings. Like, I I like Modern Horizons 1. I think it was a great limited environment. Yeah. And I think what it did in shaking up um, Eternal Formats and Modern was good basically like when i you, think when it you just shake went like a little a, too far you shake like far. A, it's like when you shake a can of diet coke or something in and open it yeah it just it goes fucking everywhere and then you end yeah, up yeah it, you goes, end up covering, it goes everywhere you and you're up, a mess for a while you, you, you end up covered in it <laughs> you have to go home and change as soon as you possibly can yeah and it just it, and some sometimes it takes longer than you want to actually be able to go home and get change and yeah. you're just walking around sticky for a while and then everything that that can touches is also sticky yeah but eventually you get a change of clothes and, and everything's fine and you throw the can away and it's like it never happened 
and you throw the can away uh, and you've had some some delicious Coca-Cola and all you're left with is Arkham's Astrolabe. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Coke, we should totally advertise Coke as well. Um, we should. And then at the end of Q4, which is like a year and a half away nearly, almost just about. Um, about a year and a quarter. We've got work. I believe these are working titles, although <laughs> these, the set symbols kind of tie up so yeah we've got innistrad werewolves and innistrad vampires yeah um which is basically they're like, like two standard sets right it's just a, re- a return to innistrad hopefully less shit than the names make them sound because it does sound a bit twilight it, it does it does so like I, um I presume are, are you are you team edward or team jacob i'm team read a fucking good book <laughs> Team, so yeah, team like the, anybody that doesn't spend a whole book horribly like depressed and not doing anything because her boyfriend went away, get a fucking grip. <laughs> he's boring anyway. Like, why would you even be so upset? Edward's the most boring man. She's only with him because he's pretty. He's so dull and he's so annoying. And then he goes away. And it, oh, you know what? Let's not because I will just. I've, I've never read the books. Oh, it's shit. And like, I only I, saw the films the first time a few weeks ago. Like, like we, I know we, we had a conversation recently about the films, but um, like the, I, I don't tend to give up on books because I just, I'm like, no, I've started reading it, I will continue, mm-hmm. I will, I'm not gonna, I've invested time into this, I'm not just gonna stop, right? The fourth Twilight book, I got to the fourth book, the th- the first one, reasonable, okay, it wasn't the worst book I've ever read, ever read, I didn't fucking write it, clarification, uh, it's not the worst book I've ever read. Second one annoying third one i remember absolutely nothing about so it must have been crap and the fourth one was just the most awful pile of it was basically like it was like quintessential i've written three books i'm minted i have an entire fandom circling around something i've written and it's just like fuck i've got a deadline just put any old shout it's the <laughs> fucking most miserable book i've ever read i had to stop reading it because it was so bad i think i got I got to the bit, and I'm, I don't care if I spoil it for anybody because you shouldn't be reading it anyway. But um, I got to the bit where like Jacob starts to get creepily in love with her baby. Oh, it's so weird. And it's like I'm gonna, and it's like it's like he, it's like this thing that werewolves do where they like imprint upon somebody, and it means they're gonna like grow up and marry them. Mm-hmm. And for the whole series, um, he thinks that he's done it on Bella and it, it causes all this like weird fucking tension between him and Edward because obviously like she wants to bang Edward um, and also they have sex in the fourth book and he like ruins the bed like yes. he like breaks it that happens like, in the takes, film too yeah it, like ruins the headboard like takes chunks at the pillow and stuff and it's like whoa okay um, but then the, the whole the whole thing is like this is all this tension between Jake, Jacob and Edward because you know he's he's imprinted on Bella and stuff like that and I think there's like weird little there's like a weird sort of undercurrent where he's like yeah but it, I, I feel like I've imprinted on you and it just doesn't feel right bloody bloody blah whatever and then she has a baby with Edward because you know okay and and then he realizes that actually it's not her, it's her child. It's her child, yeah. So he just looks at this born he basically baby. <laughs> looks at this baby when it's born and he basically just goes ding and like if he had like a little antenna or something on top of his head, like canine or something, mm-hmm. it would just ping straight up. And he's and the whole I didn't read past that because I was like, fuck off. Like I don't <laughs> it's just like looks at it and he's like, Well, when you when your child goes up, I'm gonna like you know, get busy with her basically and marry her and fall in love with her and it's like first of all i'm sure that's meant to be kind of you know like cute and and fun fantasy whatever but it's fucking creepy and it's just like i read it and i was like stop like just stop 
There was and a then, point at which there's a point at which this book should have stopped, and it was very. And then, and then she grows up super quick. Right, I guess. Like because because she's like half vampire or something, she she matures really really quickly. So oh. she's still only about one. Oh god. When he's palling around with her, it's not and right. It's fucking also, not right. <laughs> also. We looked at. I, I've never seen. I've seen the first film and the second film, and after that, I realised it was garbage. Um, and we were talking about it in a group chat the other day, and I didn't realise that the baby in the fourth film was like CGI. CGI or something. It's so, it's so it's awful. So creepy. I hate it. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. Like that. I, I'm convinced that baby is what I'm going to see just before I die. Yeah. Yeah. That baby it's haunts my nightmares. Thing. Like when you think about when the film came out, it can't. Have, it must have been a while ago, but like, like it's, it wasn't that long ago. When you think about like, it doesn't even look like a real baby. How could they not have seen? How, why does it look like that? Um, I'm really upset. I need to. I, you know what? It's like a, I need to look at it. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Right. Okay. Out. I cannot believe. I'm. What was the name of the fourth book in the Twilight series? Breaking Twilight Dawn. Fourth, Breaking Dawn. I'm gonna look this up again because I need to. I need to. It's one of those things that you need to talk to yourself with. Oh god, it's so bad. Oh my god, it doesn't even. Why does it look like that? Did they just mash up both of their faces? Yes. And... I'd forgotten how bad it was. <gasps> I'd actually forgotten what it looked like. Did they literally just do like a photo composite of both of their faces, wrap uh, them together, and then make a baby that looked like it? That apparently, is yeah. Why? And even like even when she's like a young girl. That's not how, re- that's not how real babies like, work. Like a, a week later, when she's a young girl. Um, they, they did basically the same, so the actress's face, they put this weird composite over it, and it just doesn't fucking look right. Why does that not how... That's just not how babies work in real life. Why would you think that was the correct thing to do? That's like, my baby doesn't look like someone's mashed my my face, my husband's face up. That would be fucking weird. Like, oh my god, it just... I hate it. I hate it so much. Someone, it looks like Chucky. It does. It does. That's horrible. I feel really deeply uncomfortable mm-hmm. i'm i'm actually so uncomfortable that that exists oh god it's horrible it so, does it looks like it looks like a horror film i hate it so much oh god i feel i feel unclean anyway so innistrad's um, two sets <laughs> yeah unconfirmed like the working titles yeah. kind of hope that they're not called that because it's a bit shit yeah like it's just a bit naff but that sounds cool innistrad's good fun. so what's what's and, interesting is that um they will be the first and second sets sort of after the next rotation so the the rotation will happen with Innistrad vampires um but Innistrad vampires and Innistrad werewolves are both due out in quarter four next year mm-hmm. which isn't normal yeah okay so so i mean but that, i mean i guess like if they're gonna bring out two standard sets at the same time like they're gonna have to kind of rejig the rotation. Yeah, I mean they're they're not necessarily coming out at the same time. They've they've said they're both yeah. they're both quarter four, so we might get one in like October and then one in December. Yeah, but that it, makes sense. it means twenty twenty two will be interesting because the the space where you'd normally have two sets before the core set, you're only going to have one. Sure. But we'll see. We'll see how it ends up. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, twenty twenty two hopefully will be a big year because we'll get um. We'll get Magic Fests back. We'll get Magic Fests yeah. and stuff back. Thank God. So that was a, a quick run through what's coming. Oh, up. you've um, forgotten something. Have I? Oh, you missed the most important thing that was announced. Okay. 
that's due out tomorrow. Secret Lair Yargle Day. Oh, God. I, I've actually stopped paying attention to Secret Lairs now. What is Yargle Day? So Yargle is Day like... is the, the 3rd of September because it's 9-3. Because Yargle's a 9-3. Okay. So there's, I, a, yeah, so there's... there's a Secret Lair coming out for Yargle Day featuring okay. five iconic cards with Yargle on them. Sure. I mean, I feel like we're we're really stretching the secret. Oh my god, no. This is so sweet. This is the best one they've done. I might actually buy it. It's okay, so good. Okay, I thought good. you were being sarcastic no. when you said when you said he'd excited about no, it. No, no. What's in it? What's in it? So there's, I've, genu- I've stopped looking at the secret layers because I know I'm I'll, I'll, okay. I'll send you an image after we're done to, to show you the okay. actual cards because they look sweet as fuck. I'll um, swap you an image of the uh, Yargle secret layer for uh, the website of the Edinburgh of the Seven Seas School. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> um, so there's Swords to Plowshares. Okay. The flavour text for which is He stood transfixed, able to do nothing but ponder a life of peace and redemption. It was the worst five minutes of his life. <laughs> there's there's Opt, uh-huh. which has the flavour text The choice isn't whether to eat, but when to stop. Okay, that's relatable. There's Fatal Push, uh-huh. which doesn't have flavour text. Okay. Um, there's Anger of the Gods, Nice. Which has the flavour text, eating those clerics might have been a bad idea. <laughs> and there's Explore, which has the flavour text, an explorer's reward as a view of tomorrow's possible meals. Nice. Oh, Yargle's so relatable. I know. That's but the, the, They've all got new art with Yargle on it, but the opt art, the opt art is so good. You know the Teferi opt art from Dominaria? Uh-huh. Where he's standing in front of the statue? Yeah. It's exactly that, but with Yarkle instead. Oh, but he's I, got I, a he's he's got like a fucking demon lord Belzenlock statue behind him. How mad are you that all of these cards relate to um eating and some eating stuff and, and meals and, and things like that, and not one of them has a sandwich on it? Oh, mate, <laughs> I don't care. But my mate Wednesday will be raging. I know. Okay, well that's yeah. So there's another secret layer. Um, if you're into that, if you're not, then I guess you can just kind of discard it. Oh, and the like, shoes as well, but they're all sold out. Oh, the shoes—they're really ugly. Like, I actually like them. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I like the way that Jace is like peeking out the middle, like when you actually look at them like top down. He's like, he's, he's like, step so- on me, mommy. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> we're, we're done with this conversation now. <laughs> I'm gonna break tradition a bit here, because I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna have the rager because that's entirely your territory and you do it far better than anyone else ever could. <laughs> but I'm gonna start the rager this week because, okay, so I was another thing that was kind of announced. Uh, I don't know, was it yesterday or was it early in the week? They kind no, of went, it, was, it was last week. End so of last week. Last week. So they kind of brought out like the the roadmap for organised play, and I yeah. don't fucking understand. I never have. I have never understood. I stopped understanding after they got rid of PPTQs. Like I, I get that. I get that it. They have to make it different from for like arena. Like it's not. It's obviously not going to work the same way. Yeah. As it, it would for paper because it's arena and they can do more stuff and they've got things like the MPL and the Rivals League and I don't really understand how those things work either. But they've got all this new roadmap of stuff and it's just like, like. I was watching the upkeep on Good Luck High Five, and I think Maria described it as a word salad. 
and I just yeah. don't I can't I yeah. read a lot of stuff right and I can't I can't understand I don't understand I don't get it I don't I don't understand it's so complicated I don't I feel like it doesn't need to be this complicated I just don't understand I don't understand I, st- I don't get it it's so difficult like, I don't even know if I wanted to become like a fucking if I wanted to qualify for anything I don't even know where to start am I stupid or is it is it is it fucking brutal no it's fucking brutal okay I, that's I, fine I feel better I feel better I, I tried to understand this because I, <laughs> I, I wanted to kind of know what was going on. It was one of your New and Year's resolutions or goals that we set. It was, year, right? it was, to try and understand this. And they keep fucking changing it about. Yeah, they know. They, obviously, yeah, they just want to stop me from understanding it so I can't accomplish my goals. Um, so I thought, first thing I'll do is I'll, I'll check the, the organised play page. Yeah, which I also didn't realise existed, but that might just be my own ignorance, to be fair. So uh, I googled what the organised play page was, and it sent me to the Magic Organised Play Tumblr at magicorganisedplay.tumblr.com. Did not realise that existed either, to be honest. Oh, oh, great! That'll uh, that'll that'll fill me in on everything I need to know. So the official official Magic Organised Play Tumblr, the official blog for MTG Organised Play from Wizards of the Coast. The most recent update on there is the 2019 Pro Tours announcement. Okay. There's so, a lot of things out of date on there. Yeah, so that, I mean, that didn't really help. It's still talked about Pro Tours and Platinum Players. And oh, do you remember? The good old days. I, I know, right? RPTQs. PPTQs. I miss PPTQs. I know a lot of people hated PPTQs, but I really miss them. I, I know. Anyway, carry on. So, so the Magic Organised Play Tumblr was... Of, of no help, of no help at all. Then I just happened to remember that Magic.gg exists, uh-huh. which is the the actual home of Magic esports. Yeah. So so I went there in an attempt to understand how this works. Yeah, I, 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 it, attempt. It, it did not help. <laughs> it so, really doesn't. So here's here's how the the season works for the 2020-2021 season. Okay. So. The Zendikar Rising Championship concludes the Zendikar Rising split featuring a $250,000 prize pool and top players from qualifier weekends, partner events, 2020 partial season events and all of the MPL and Rivals League. Uh So on top of league weekends, which we'll get to, MPL and Rivals players will earn points toward their league standing from, from the championship. Uh-huh. So if they get nine wins at the Zendikar Rising Championship, which is the equivalent of the Pro Tour, basically, they get sure. one point. Can I just say that I think it would probably be really helpful to your uh, comprehension of these things if they didn't keep changing the name of it every year? Yeah. If they get ten wins, that's two points. Mm-hmm. If they get eleven wins, that's three points. And if they make top eight, they get four points. Right. Additionally, the eight best finishing challengers or those that finish with a record of 11 or 4 or better, whichever is greater, um, are invited to the post-season challenger gauntlet. We'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to what that is as well. Okay, I'm already lost, but carry on. Yeah, ex- exactly. So, how the Pro League works... MPL and Rivals League players play against other players within their leagues in recurring tournaments known as League Weekends, where 
each match win awards one point towards their league standings. So, just so you've got that straight, winning one match in a league weekend gives you the same amount of points as getting nine wins at the Pro Tour. Okay. So, league weekends begin as round-robin play across four weekends. So a league weekend isn't actually a weekend, it's four weekends. Why? Fo- followed by f- that? Followed by three weekends of podded play. What the fuck is podded play? It's where you play within pods. I hate So this. during the round-robin play... <laughs> I hate everything about this. During, during the four round-robin league weekends, you play everyone else in the league whether that's the Pro League or the Rivals League. And then there'll be three weekends of pod play where you'll be somehow put into pods and um, you'll play against the people in your pods. Pod play sounds like a fetish, I'm just saying. It kind of does. So winning a pod qualifies you to the World Championship or eliminates you from the remaining league weekends. I, I cannot express but, how much... But, but we don't know how... They're not saying how, how that's going to work. I can't express how much I don't understand what's going on. I feel really stupid. So <laughs> after after seven league weekends, you'll get the final standings for the Pro League and the Rivals League, uh-huh. which will place players into post-season tournaments, the MPL gauntlet or the Rivals gauntlet. So this is all just to say... Is this... What is the purpose of this? I get it qualifies you for stuff. Is it does it qualify it qualifies you for stuff and you get it works out who's in like the so, MPL? Yeah, so it qualifies you for the world championships and uh, also works out who's in the MPL and who's in the, the rivals league. I'm envisaging you saying this. You know that guy that's like the conspiracy theory guy where like all the aliens all, like, the, no the, yeah, yeah. The, the guy that's like with the shit taped all over the board, the background. Oh right. Yeah, yeah, like the guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'm, I've not seen it, but I presume so. Like the guy that the, the conspiracy theory guy, and he's got like all the string and that on the board behind him, and he's like, yeah. yeah, that's kind of how I'm envisaging you reading this off to be. Yeah. Also, aliens. Right. So, league weekends. Here, here's how league weekends work. Uh huh. So during the Zendikar Rising season, there's going to be two league weekends. Yeah. And then during the Kaldheim season, there'll be two league weekends. Mm-hmm. And then during the Strixhaven season, there'll be three league weekends. So across the first two seasons, so during Zendikar Rising's two weekends and Kaldheim's two weekends, everyone in the MPL will play against everyone in the MPL. And everyone in the Rivals League will play against everyone else in the Rivals League. So the the MPL will play everyone else in the in the league twice. And the Rivals League, because it's bigger, will they'll play everyone else in the league once. Okay. So that's forty six total matches for the MPL over four weekends, and forty seven total matches for the Rivals over four weekends. Then you get to the Strixhaven season. And what happens is the events are now intra-league, or still intra-league. So you, the MPL will only play MPL and Rivals will only play Rivals. 
and and I'm fucking losing the will to live trying to like piece together how this works. I've aged about ten years actually. Yeah. Just try to think about it. So they they divide everyone into pools of eight or ten players based on league standings. Uh-huh. You'll play six Swiss rounds on the Saturday and six Swiss rounds on the Sunday, but the pods are recreated every three rounds based on the current standings. I hate this. Um, <laughs> you can't play the same person twice in a day, but you can play the same person twice over the weekend. After each weekend the number of players competing will be reduced week over week. So the bottom three ranked MPL players and the bottom seven ranked rivals players get knocked out every week. Is there some sort of drug that you can take to make this make sense? I I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. I I That wasn't so, even a rant. This is just you taking explaining how it works and it making no sense whatsoever. Yeah. So, so that's... That's how the league works. Fuck me. Okay. Right? So, you don't care about that. Which is just as Because well, I don't understand. Because you're a challenger. Oh, okay. Right? I'm challenged. You wanna know, I'm certainly challenged. You want to know how to get into the league. Okay. I really don't, but go on. But let's pretend you do. Okay. Let's okay. Pretend. Let's use all our collective energy so, to pretend that this is something I wish to achieve. Here's... Here's here's how this works. So after the um the Strixhaven season, there's going to be three postseason tournaments. Yeah. The, the MPL gauntlet, uh-huh. the Rivals gauntlet, and the Challenger gauntlet. Uh huh. So, if you are in the MPL already, if you're in the top four, you don't need to do anything. You're automatically back into the MPL, and you qualify for the World Championship. If you are 5th through 12th, then you might get relegated and you have to compete in the MPL gauntlet. Okay. You have to. If, you have <laughs> you to. You must. You must, yeah. If you're 13th through 16th, mm-hmm. then you might get relegated. But instead of competing in the MPL gauntlet, you compete in the Rivals gauntlet. Sure. If you're 17th through 24th, you're automatically relegated. Okay. So then there's the Rivals gauntlet. Okay. So at the end of the Rivals League season, if you're in the top four, you automatically get promoted to the MPL and you qualify for the World Championship. If you're 5th through 12th, you're not at risk of relegation. Sorry, 5th through 20th, you're not at risk of relegation. But you can compete for promotion to the MPL in the MPL gauntlet. Uh-huh. If you're 21st through 32nd, then you do not face relegation and you can compete for promotion, but this time it's in the rivals gauntlet. Right. If you're 33rd through 36th, you don't need to do anything. But you can't get promoted. You're automatically a rival again. And if you're 37th through 48th, you're automatically relegated to be a challenger. Now, as if this wasn't complicated enough, they've now added the challenger gauntlet. Okay. So this sounds about. This sounds like you know the um you know the you know gladiators. 
the TV show. Yeah. When there was that big inflatable like pyramid. Yeah. And you had to try and run to the top, and there was always like somebody there like push you off, and you had to like, bounce down the steps. Yep. Even comprehending how this works feels like that. Never mind actually playing it. So, we finally get to the challenger gauntlet, which is how you can qualify to be in the the rivals league or the pro league for the 21-22 season. So what you need to do is you need to be either in the top eight highest placing challengers at the at a pro tour. Okay. Or uh, finish. 11 and 4 or better at a pro tour. Okay. And then all those people get to compete in the challenger gauntlet. The top four of the challenger gauntlet get automatically promoted all the way to the MPL. Okay. If you're fifth through twelfth, then you get automatically promoted to the rivals gauntlet. So wait, this is Not the Rivals League, the Rivals Gauntlet. So this isn't... Wait, okay, so let, let me rewind a second. So this isn't like you go from the Challenger to the Rival to the MPL, which no. makes sense to me, given the way that it works. So your top four on the Challenger's Gauntlet get promoted immediately to the MPL. Yes. They just skip over the Rivals Gauntlet they, they, and they go to the MPL. Yeah, no, not and even they, the MPL Gauntlet. Just the MPL. Just the MPL. And then the next four go into the Rivals Gauntlet. No, the next eight go into the Rivals Gauntlet. Okay. And then everyone <laughs> else, if if you're not in the top 12, you get an invite to some sort of event in the 21-22 season that has not been announced yet. Oh, and in addition to getting automatically promoted to the MPL if you're in the top four, you also get an invite to the World Championships. Gutted for whoever comes fifth. Frankly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, this is just arena, right? I don't even know how competitive magic's going to work in paper. Oh, I mean, this is in paper as well. This is paper and arena. Oh, fuck off! Is it actually? Yeah. Is this just online? I mean, there's fuck. there's not likely oh. to be any paper, but this is this is how it's going to work. Fuck! That's worse. That's worse. How does so, that work in paper? What happens if you're playing in like the fucking rivals gauntlet? How do you play in paper? What happens like for the podded play thing? They must they're gonna have oh, to. Oh, that has that sure. that all has to be on arena. That's all right, on okay, arena. Okay, but like fucking the gauntlet. How does that work? What happens if you want? Does it just? I don't. I I I like. You you I, need to you need to bear in mind that there's not going to be any paper high level play okay. during this whole season. Okay. Oh, this is just this season, and then it, mm-hmm. some other equally contrived system will come into play next time. Oh yeah, for the 2021-2022 season, it'll probably be completely different Oh my again. god, you need like some big galaxy brain logic to try and work this out. I just don't understand. But then I feel really stupid. Am I really... Is this is this really complicated or am I... We're, really we're not even done yet, Kirsty. Oh, we're not even own. done yet. Fuck me. Let's, okay. I, have let's, a ta- I have a takeaway on the way. Let's see if we can get through it before my dinner arrives. Let's, let's say you did well enough that you top-hated a pro tour. Okay. But you didn't do well enough to top four the challenger gauntlet. But you did top 12. Okay. Now you have to do the rivals gauntlet as well. So the rivals gauntlet consists of... Wait, hang on, what? If you if you top eight a pro tour and then you come... So like, if, if, if you're a challenger and you top eight a pro tour, yeah. you get invited to the challenger gauntlet. If you top four the challenger gauntlet, you get into the MPL. Uh-huh. If you're fifth through twelfth, you get into the rivals gauntlet. Uh huh. How could so, anyone be arsed? Seriously. Let's let's say you were fifth. Uh huh. 
Uh-huh. Now you have to do the Rivals Gauntlet. Yeah. So how that works is there's going to be 24 people in this tournament, uh-huh. which are the people who were 5th through 12th in the Challenger Gauntlet, the people who were 21st through 32nd in the Rivals League, and the people who were 13th through 16th in the MPL. So they have a big 24-player tournament. The top four get into the MPL, and everyone else gets into the Rivals League. Uh-huh. I'm not even going to bother going into the, the MPL gauntlet, because you only need to worry about that if you're already in at least the Rivals League. I... I... Oh, God. Like, I want to say this must this must be easier if it's written down, but it wasn't. It's absolutely not. It's absolutely not easier if it's written down. So I get that um, it's arena and you can kind of do what you like in arena because uh, everybody's just doing it in their own house and there's no sort of logistics of having people in the, in the one place like there would be for a paper tournament. But I feel like it. it I feel like it could be easier. I feel like there's. I feel like there's an easier way to do this. There is. Like, I feel like there's a much easier way. To, I feel like this. It's. It's so complicated. I feel like this. Yeah, I feel like, like there must d- be an easier way to, to get this end result than what the, whatever the fuck you've just yeah. described to me. We, we, we didn't touch on the MPL gauntlet. We didn't even touch on the World Championships. Like, who gets to play in the World Championships and how things pass down if the same person qualifies more than once. Like, we've, we've not touched on that. No. It's, it's madness. It's so complex. I don't... I just I don't why it doesn't need to be like that. No, no, like it absolutely why doesn't. Is it like that? What benefit is there to doing it like that? Are they trying to just get? Is it is it like well like, we want to play as much magic as possible, so we'll do like a really long and drawn out. Like I I kind of understand the the actual league structures maybe being a bit complex because to be honest, only twenty four people need to understand the structure of the MPL yeah. and only 48 people need to understand the structure of the Rivals League yeah. it doesn't it doesn't really matter to anyone else how that point system works no like obviously if you want to follow it and get sort of football pundity about the whole thing then then yeah you might want to look into that a bit more but if you just want to watch some sweet as fuck magic all you need to know is these are the weekends that the MPL and the rivals are going to be playing on, and that's that's fine. But why not just say the top third of the MPL stay in the MPL, the middle third of the MPL get relegated to rivals, and the bottom third of the MPL get relegated to challengers? And the fucking same for rivals like the top third graduate the mpl the middle third stay as rivals and the bottom third become challengers and for challengers then have a fucking tournament you know how um there's that meme that's like oh press on your forehead to relieve stress and then the next yeah. image is like a baby doll with like a completely caved in head mm-hmm. that's how i feel just about this. like this there's no need for it to be this complex. No, like... I, I there's, there's really not. And the thing is, you've got further than I do because I can't even understand how it works to even begin to speculate on how it could be easier. I just don't... I don't get it. And I kind of want to get it because I want to be able to, like, you know, in, in the PPTQ system, it was like, well, you go to a PPTQ and you go to an RPTQ and then you get to go to the Pro Tour. And it's like... I, you, you kind of understand that and you can kind of be like okay well I know so X amount of people are doing this and, and mm-hmm. then they're going to go into this and then they're you know it's and that then might go to the pro tour and whatever and yeah, it's, just, like that, it's just logical and you can kind of keep track of it that whole structure doesn't even touch on how you qualify for the the 
the championships, which are the equivalents of the Pro Tours. Oh. Like, that's that's not mentioned at all. Right. Um, oh, God. How, how that works is you have to be in the top 1,200 ranked Mythic players on Arena for a given month, and that gets you into um, a tournament, um, a qualifier tournament, and if you do so well in the qualifier tournament, that gets you into the championship. So that part... If, if all you're worried about is how do I get to the quote-unquote pro tour, that's relatively simple. See, that's about as far as my understanding goes, and I only know that because my husband has done that once or twice. Yeah. Like, that's about the only way that I... That, that I it's like the iceberg thing. It's like, I know about that, and then you kind of look, look under the water, and there's like... Once it gets beyond that, it's just... It's ludicrously complex. Like... Yeah. I, many, many years ago, when I started first of watching American football, trying to comprehend the league structures for that was a bit overwhelming for my, my young brain. I was, I was like 11 or 10 or something. So like, and, and I hadn't really, I was never into like soccer. So how leagues worked and shit, I didn't really get it. So try to go from nothing to understanding how the NFL works. That was pretty complex, but this pales in just the fucking what? Like yeah, I, I mean, just... like, to be fair, I have like some knowledge of like football leagues and stuff like that. Yeah. And I guess for some players that have, like some stores have leagues and things. Yeah. Like, and potentially, but if you're a newish player just coming into the game, like you're gonna like how are you even gonna begin to understand? Does it like? match up with some other esports system that, and, and that's kind of where they're getting it from I'm sitting really far back from the microphone so apologies if my audio's gone really quiet but it, does it match up with some other like esport um, system and, and that's kind of where they're getting it from and it's, it makes some sort of sense based on something else or is it just a complete shit show I, I honestly don't know the, the, first, the first part of the actual league play system, so the, the first four league weekends where it's round robin between everyone in the league, like, see if they just said it works like the Premier League does for soccer, where if you're in the MPL, you're going to play everyone else in the league twice over the course of the season, except that rather than having one game a week or two games a week or whatever the the games are going to be concentrated on these four specific weekends but everybody plays everybody else or even like once you know like once like, a season or something they have like an mpl weekend and then at the end of the year to kind of stop like somebody having like a really hot weekend and knocking somebody else out for example like have like multiple weekends and have mm-hmm. the mpl all play each other and then even like do the same with the rivals league and then have yeah. you know kind of have like a sort of promotion relegation system on that, that would be so much fucking easier than what the fuck is going on. The the third the third part of the league season where you're dividing people into pods, but you repod them every three rounds, and you do this for three weekends, but you drop the bottom proportion of players after every weekend. Like why? Someone's just made that up. Fucking Someone's why? Made that up by pressing the middle button and autocorrect and seeing what comes out. Totally. That's 100% how that works. Anyway, I, I, I hate it, and I wish it didn't exist. It's way too complicated. If you're doing a league, just do a fucking league. Yeah. Have everyone play each other twice, or have everyone play each other once. That's easily understandable. No, not like gauntlets. Yeah. I hate everything about this, and I'm glad it's not just me, and I'm glad that I'm not 
really stupid because I've spent about a week thinking that I am because I don't get it. If if you really want a relegation battle, you fucking you have last place in the MPL play first place in the rivals and second last place in the MPL play second place in the rivals in like a best of five or something. And that way you can make a big weekend about these these battles, these one-on-one battles. You don't need a fucking gauntlet tournament. If you if you want a big relegation battle, you have to get people to, to care about being relegated. And I don't honestly think that by the time that you kind of get through this entire process, it just sounds, it sounds so intense. Yeah. And ridiculous. And oh my God, it would be much better if they had like live coverage of MPL weekends and this system like that. I would be much more invested if that happened. I would just be much more invested if I actually understood what was going on, to be honest. Yeah, totally. Now that I've scrambled my brain thinking about organised play, Casey, I'm going to need something dead simple. Do you need a game? Before the night is out. I, th- I might need a game, but a really simple one. Do you have a really simple game we can play? I do have a really simple game that we can Tell- play. It's called Shite or Delight. Excellent. Tell me about it. So I'm going to read you out a list of things, most of which are connected with magic, some of which aren't. Okay. And you have to tell me, with no context whatsoever, whether these things are shite or a delight. That sounds... That's it. That does sound simple. Super simple. I think I it's, can, it's everyone's favourite game. I think I can probably manage that. Excellent. Okay, shall we go for it? Let's do it. Okay. The Mythic Invitational. Um, delight. The Mythic Invitational coverage team. Epic delight. I tried to say epic and excellent at the same time and I think I like swallowed a bit my tongue. Oh no. Don't swallow your tongue. You need that for... <laughs> Yeah. Speaking. Okay. <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to say, but let's carry on. Landfall. Um, delight if I'm playing it, shite if I'm not. Yargle. Delight. He brings you joy. He does. Expeditions. Delight. Box toppers. Delight. You've changed my mind on that. Ham ham piccolo. Excuse me? I said... Ham Ham Piccolo. What the fuck is Ham Ham Piccolo? You don't get any context. It's part of the game. Um, Delight. Cal Time. Delight. Minotaur Vikings. Delight. Strixhaven. Delight. Owls. Massive delight. Dungeons and Dragons. Delight. Vampires. Delight. Werewolves. Delight. Modal double-faced cards being in the next three sets. Um, I don't really have an opinion on this, but I'm going to say delight, because a lot of people seem to like it. Okay. Nahiri being a shite bag. Shite. Time spiral. Delight. Tarmogoyf. Delight. Edinburgh of the Seven Seas. <laughs> what a total delight. I've never loved a place that I've never been to more. Glasgow of the eight seas. I'm an I'm 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 an East Coaster, so I'm gonna say shite and hope that Casey has forgotten where I live. Organized play. Shite. Well, Beans. no. Okay, let me clarify. I know you don't get contest, <laughs> but let me just clarify. I love organized play. I don't like it like this. Beans. Delight. Creepy babies. <laughs> so shite. 
Why won't it leave me alone? I don't know, but that's the note that we're going to leave it on, so the creepy baby will haunt your week. No! Yes! Oh, yes! Casey, if people want to send you pictures of the creepy Twilight baby on social media, where can they do that? Please don't! Please please don't do that! <laughs> Let's just say hypothetically people people do want to do that. If, if hypothetically they did, they could do that at Purple Snap on Twitter. Or they could send photos of the t- creepy Twilight baby to both of us at Scourge Divas on Twitter. I would strongly the, encourage you not to do that. On the, the Scourge Divas email, which is scourge.divas at gmail.com. Uh, they could also find me on twitch.tv slash scourge divas, where I've been streaming a bunch of vintage recently. Um, and also might look at doing some supreme drafts over the next day or two. Fall guys, fall guys, fall guys. And also we'll do some fall guys at some point soon. Yes, definitely. I love the dedication of someone that's booting up their email inbox to, to save pictures of the creepy Twilight baby and then attach them in an email and email it to us. I, that's I, that's I, dedication. Please don't please. do that. <laughs> please. Get a hobby. Get a hobby. Yes, get a hobby. Arena is free to get a hobby that's not sending me photos of the creepy Twilight baby. Arena is free to download and now available on Mac, so you have no excuse. Exactly. No excuse. And soon to be available on mobile. Soon. Oh yeah, I can't believe nobody told me about that and I kind of just saw it in passing. That'll be the end of any interaction I have in my marriage, to be honest. That'll be any time I go to the toilet, I'm there for an hour and a half. (laughs) Now every time I see you online in Arena, I'm just going to assume you're like, shiting. Yeah, pretty much. Um, if you want to find me on social media, you can get me at Artist on Twitter, and I'm at Artist on Instagram as well. I pick up all the Discourage Divas emails and tweets and, and things like that too. And occasionally, if I'm not up to my elbows in baby-related paraphernalia, you can also catch me on the Discourage Divas stream jamming along with Casey. We're definitely going to do Fall Guys at some point, though, because I love Fall Guys so much. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Bants. Let's have wine and Fall Guys one night. That sounds amazing. I don't have any wine in the house, but I've got gin. Can I have gin instead? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have wine in the house because I sent Sean out to pick some furniture up and he came back with wine. And, and, furniture? Furniture, and, the, and the furniture okay. as well. He didn't, just, he didn't just go and get wine and not the furniture. I would have been raging. Yeah. Well, yeah. We not all... that raging because you would have well, had wine. The, the wine would have taken the edge off it, but I still would have been pretty pissed off. Yeah. Uh, we will see you next week for more Divas banter and random facts about far-flung places you've never been to. And might want to now visit. I and hope might want to now visit. the tourism industry of Edinburgh yeah. of the Seven Seas. Please visit the Thatched House Museum. Yes. Tell us what it's like. T- t- tell them we sent you. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.